trouble is, Scotty said at supper that night, we don't know what we're looking for. We do know it wouldn't be anything conspicuous. To locate a receiver of the freight we believe is moving evidently might take fifty guys a month, and I've got to show up at home pretty soon. I got one idea. What? Duff was leg-weary, insult-weary, discouraged. General Baines, three stars, friend of my old man, has something to do with military intelligence. Maybe the FBI didn't see your tale as anything but hallucination. The army boys might be different. We could try, Duff agreed. They tried the next morning. The general was located by phone in his office in the Pentagon building. He told Scotty that he was right busy. He agreed, however, that since the matter involved national security, he could spare a few minutes. So Duff and Scotty wound their way through the Pentagon labyrinths, found the outer office, waited half an hour, and at length stood face to face with a uniformed, silver-haired, paternal-looking officer who worked in an atmosphere of maps, papers, flags, and autographed portraits of great men. He was cordial and quiet. The general's reaction to the narrative was familiar to Duff. It angered Scotty. When the interview ended, when the two men were out in the winding, sloping corridors again, Scotty said enragedly, He thought it was a gag. Tried to be polite. Tried to shoo us out, like a couple of flies at a picnic. Got positively humiliated when we kept talking. Annoyed, too. Duff shrugged. That's how the G-men felt about it. What a country. Easy pickings for an enemy. Neither Duff nor Scotty had any way of knowing that, the moment after they had left General Baines's office, he had picked up his phone, switched to a special line, and said, Chief of Staff, it's an emergency call.